Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! And so is football season. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Did something happen yesterday or over the weekend in Razorback Land? Hmm. It's going to be a good week. We'll get through it together. Feels like the end of the summer into fall now for real because we have gotten ourselves into the the home stretch with these leaves here. Are you kidding me? My yard is filled up in the front, the back, the sides. I'm thinking about mulching. I'm thinking about mowing the lawn, whether that might be a good move too right now because we got some of the leaves down, but not all of them, or do I wait? That's enough leaf talk and yard talk today. That's for... Hopefully not another show. Josh Bertaccini in studio. The Team B Media Bunker Studio. You know how we make this thing work. If you've been here with us for any part of the last two months, it's not that difficult to figure out, really. Y'all are smart. I trust you to be able to make a couple of clicks happen. Go to the App Store. Download the Podbean app or download YouTube. Or just go to our website. What is this, the 1990s? Go to our website online on the interwebs at TheRealNWAJB.com. I mean, there's so many ways to find this thing. And if you're here and you're doing it live, hell yeah, baby. Way to go. And if you're doing it later, Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. We are all over the podcast universe. There's really not an excuse to miss out on the show on a given day. And today is not the kind of day when you want to miss out on your favorite local sports radio show. Digital radio, the way of the future and making it happen with y'all. For 90 minutes live Monday through Friday, people's post game after every Razorback football and basketball game on Saturdays. What a post game show on Saturday night after a deeply frustrating and really ground shaking loss to Mississippi State. Not because there are a lot of points scored. Oh no, not because these two teams got up and down the floor and uh, or the field rather and played some great football. No, not that either. It's an earth-shattering day because I feel like the foundation of Razorback football was shook to its core. Fewest points scored in an Arkansas Razorback football game in 56 years when he combined the Hogs and their opponent. Ten points scored. Ten. You got more runs being scored last night in the Texas victory over Houston. Game six of the ALCS. Got a big game seven coming up now. We'll talk about it a little later. Seven to three, not the score after the first quarter, not the score after, you know, two quarters or three. The final score was seven to three. Offense, anemic, putrid, pick a word of some grotesque nature. I'm sure it fits. Um, They couldn't move the ball. And after you get a field goal two minutes into the game, after an interception, they're literally handing you points at the start of this game at 11 a.m. And if you didn't make it to the game, Judging by the attendance, you probably did not. 
I mean, you were part of the issue here. I like going after fans. The fans give me a career and give me a life. I love y'all. But I think it's only a fair conversation and a real conversation about anything if you put yourself on the line as well. And the fans, I mean, they announced 72,000, the U of A did. That was laughable. I don't think we take that seriously ever again. Why don't you just say tickets sold? Why don't you just say the money we got was this, but we wanted that? I mean, if there were 55,000 people there, I'm stretching it. And obviously, I took the fam, so we were four of them. I don't know if you went to the game. It doesn't make me better than you. That was the first game my family's gone to this year. But unfortunately for Razorback football fans, this schedule did you in before the year even started. Let me be the voice in the wind blowing in the wind here, reminding you that you never really had that much of a chance this year. The idea was, oh, okay, let's get a new offensive coordinator And that'll fix things really quickly. That'll fix it. Especially because he was here seven, eight years ago. He's my boy. Man, uh, did that not work out? Danny knows fired on a Sunday. Give me some U2 right now on the bump back, right? Sunday, bloody Sunday. That's what it was in Razorback lane. And it needed to be. Heads had to roll. We've only had one roll so far. Obviously, we're talking metaphorically. So if your kiddos are listening in, I'm not trying to scare the Daylight's out of them here today. But you know what the deal is? It's an adult show. So, look, uh, Dan Guinos had to take the guillotine to the neck. He had to go. We talked about that the last couple weeks on this show. Y'all said the same. And then on Saturday, if you had a chance to listen to the People's Postgame show, I mean, some things were very obvious. We said Dan Guinos had to go immediately. He did not survive 24 more hours. And there was another name on the board, too. It wasn't just your offensive coordinator and his ineptitude and his postgame emailing back and forth with, Lunatic students, because students are lunatics. Doesn't mean it was a good look for Enos, though. And so he got, that gets rid of that problem. You stink. KJ Jefferson got worse. You took my quarterback, man. You took my quarterback and you made him worse. KJ Jefferson can't catch a break. And now he's in a spot where what? Kenny Guyton, your wide receivers coach, going to call plays for the last month of the year. Thank goodness Arkansas doesn't have a football game this week. Just too much already. Hogs lose to Mississippi State 7-3. to three. I know you're listening. You're like, there's no way that was the final score. It, it was. No, it was. Hogs got that gift field goal I mentioned a minute ago. A couple minutes in. And then spent the next 58 minutes in front of a diminishing crowd of barely over 50,000 on homecoming. Spent the next 58 minutes not scoring. Not scoring. Not once. Zero points. Arkansas in the next 58 minutes on Saturday on homecoming against a terrible, absolutely awful Mississippi State team playing with its backup quarterback. Dummy State look good in that game? Nah. And you lose because your offense can't do anything. I don't know what Danny Nose's plan this year was. Get the money and run, I guess, right? But he wasn't investing a lot. Certainly not in terms of creativity and his job description. That's one of those things where he leaned on a friendship to get in the door for a job, and then he put in, like, no work. You know how coaches are known for staying up late and studying film and studying playbooks and getting ready for their opponents? I don't think Dan Enos has seen the inside of a film room, you know, in years, judging by the way he's calling offense. Draw plays left and right at the end of the first half when you have two minutes and the ball at your own 10-yard line. Screw the clock out on ourselves. I mean, I, I'd had enough of that. End of the game, you get a chance to win it. You got to go 85 yards. You got a minute and a half and no timeouts. Let's call back-to-back draw plays. 
I mean, he had to go. We weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. He had to go. It's fine and great. Soccer won a piece of the SEC title yesterday. I know Razorback softball is good now. I know, I guess the women's team isn't really very good ever, but the men's team is good now in basketball, baseball. You're good every year. All I hear about is track and field is great. I mean, it's fine and good. God bless them all. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you talk to the masses. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. This is a football state in a football conference in a football crazed country. We're all in on football. And so when they're not good, we take it very, very personally, don't we? It's like you get everything else sorted out in your house. But if the car in the driveway doesn't start, and you can't go to work. You're not going to have a house for very long. This football program you can't exactly get it started up in the driveway right now. You've tried some different drivers. Nothing's really sticking. I think Sam Pittman, and we'll get into that some more later, but big picture Sam Pittman, he peaked early. He peaked in year two. And now we're in the dying days of year four, and he's back to you know firing coaches. How foolish does it look now to have not figured it out with Kendall Bryles, who made K.J. Jefferson look like one of the elite quarterbacks in the country. But personalities didn't click. Pittman encouraging Kendall to get out the door. He made his move. The fans were very hard on Kendall Browse. Anybody who was taking shots at him looks like a buffoon right now. And, you know, I didn't take too many shots at him, but, man, I'll take the buffoon over, you know, Mr. Invisible, the ghost, Dan Enos, who we never even, like, saw at practices or pressers or even during games. They would, like, pan up to the box and there'd be, like, a uh, stuffed animal there in his place. I don't think he went to the games. He definitely took the paychecks home. $1.1 million due in his buyout. What a joke hire that was. So Sam Pittman has put himself on the rocks here. He continues to struggle in games. I think he defers too much to his other coaches. I think Cody Kennedy needs to be gone too. I said that on Saturday. I'll say it again now. The changes we had to see made ASAP. Got to get rid of Enos. They did it. Got to get rid of Kennedy. I think they probably won't do that during the season because uh, Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy are boys. Like think as these boys like go hunting and fishing and you know, wax with stories until late in the night. They're not, inter- he's not interested in firing one of his best friends right now. He needs support. I understand emotionally. I think Cody Kenny's going to make it through the rest of the year. There might not be a worse offensive line coaching performance in America right now than what Arkansas is getting out of Cody Kennedy. Just nothing. And it's constantly crumbling up front. Your quarterback is either under pressure or anticipating pressure because he didn't trust it at all. So I'm not trying to simplify this. It all comes back to line play. But a little bit, kind of. If you're not solid in the trenches, you have no chance in this sport. Not on offense, not on defense either. How are they so bad? And then you know what really does come back to Sam Pittman on that offensive line is the recruiting. So they might not be good on the offensive line, but he's got to own that because these are the guys he recruited. Oh, well, there's been an injury here. This guy there. They don't care. I'm not saying you're Alabama. I'm not. I'm not saying you're Georgia. I'm not saying you have five guys at every position for elite talents who can plug in at any time. But you should have at least three. And this is SEC football, is it not? I don't want this woe is me Arkansas stuff anymore. It, it doesn't work for me. It's a great state. It's an awesome region here in Northwest Arkansas. The U of A is a top 100 global university. You know, like I said a minute ago, all you do is win in all these other sports. Some that people care about, some don't. Football's got to get sorted one of these days. The cash cow that is football has to get sorted one of these days. And I don't think Sam Pittman's going anywhere in the next few weeks. 
I think the writing on the wall says he is not going to be your head coach next year. And so I'm not sure exactly where you go from here on this one, but clearly Hunter Juracek, the athletic director, has got a lot of work to do. And just because his football hire didn't work out so good long-term doesn't mean it's the end of the world. He's going to get a chance to fix it here. But all you folks who thought Sam Pittman was a slam dunk a few years ago because he had one good year, how quick you jump to that conclusion too. This guy's in over his head. 15 minutes into the conversation. I got thoughts for days here. Uh, let's make sure y'all get a chance to weigh in as well. Our question of the day is up on the social media at the real NWHAB. You want to get involved? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The live chat's a great feature too here on Podbean. I thought the YouTube chat was rocking and rolling on Saturday night, but lots of ways to find the show. Appreciate you doing it. And our question of the day what now for Razorback football? Danny knows fired. It, it had to happen. So he's gone. You got the Kennedy situation. You got the Pittman deal. How do you start to figure it out for Razorback football? A catastrophic 7-3 loss to Mississippi State at home. Deeply devastating. Team barely showed up for the game. I mean, really didn't play very hard. It didn't seem like fans barely showed up. And they're going to blame it on. They couldn't drink like they wanted to drink. Come on now. Show some love for the sport. This can't be all about a booze party. Everybody's throwing a booze party all the time. It's an alcoholic country. We don't need that to go watch a football game, do we? I feel like, and I was stone cold sober, obviously having to work all day, but I'm screaming and hollering in the south end zone like nobody's getting up. At the end of the first half, when they're running the clock out on themselves and wasting two minutes of possession time, I'm like, guys, let's go. And everybody else just looking at me like, why do you care anymore? And I get it, because maybe I'm the dumb-dumb in the room. Like, this thing is over. It's over. But we'll play out the string here and a bye week this week. Sam Pittman press conference at noon today. Oh, baby. I've been at all these all year long. You better believe I'll be there today. I have a feeling I won't be one of only five people in the room today. I think, I think we're going to get some newbies showing up in, uh, air quotes, media land. All right. Um, 20 past the top of the hour. You know how to find the show by now. If you don't, that's unbelievable that you're here anyway. And if you do, help one of your friends into the conversation. Growing this bad boy by the day. Two months in, over 20,000 listeners already, and it doesn't happen without every last one of y'all committing to the new deal like we have. We ain't going nowhere. These are early days, my friends. Thanks for being on board. Going to hit a quick break. We'll come back. Crisis in Razorback football land on a Monday, a reaction Monday on this 23rd of October, 2023. JB with you from the Bunker Studio right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. 
When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the head hog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. For a high, right around 70 degrees today. It's going to be 70 for a couple more days here this week. But then, if this forecast holds, we are looking at temps dropping right through the... Wow. Right through the 60s and 50s. And by early next week, my friends, I think we're staring at 40s and 50s and rain for Halloween. And that is November and Thanksgiving. And then old Mr. Santa Claus comes around the corner. I think we got the holidays real close right now. Two months out from Christmas, two months into the new digs on the real NWA JB at Team B Media Production. And uh, rocking and rolling over 20,000 listeners in our first two months here inside of the Bunker studio. It does not happen without, and I mean that. That's why I say it so much. Every last one of y'all finding this Sports Talk Radio program. All right, all about the Razorback football situation out the gates today. Crisis in Razorback lane. And we've seen this thing get bigger and bigger as time has gone on here. Question of the day today. We'll take some calls and get your reactions in just a bit. Ben Kirchival going to join us in 15 minutes from CBS Sports. Talk about the firing of Dan Enos the weekend in college football and really what's left to play for for the Hogs here, if anything, with a month to go. You're 2-6 and six now. I guess if you win out, you make a bowl game. But, I mean, does anybody think that's going to happen? Bobby Swafford, 805, will do some high school. Exciting stuff there this past weekend. Playoffs are close. Volleyball state championship stuff this weekend in Hot Springs. B. Swaff in 30 minutes. You know, he's going to be all fired up because of his Patriots rally against the Bills late. Fired up for a 2-5 and five team, right? Cowboys had an off week. Chiefs beat the Chargers. That wasn't too hard. Chargers are soft. That team's incredibly soft year after year, isn't it? I mean, Herbert's a decent quarterback, but let's get a hold of ourselves with he's like, you know, the next great thing in the league. Just because you throw 50, 60 times a game doesn't mean you're the best quarterback in the league. If you're just tuning in, Arkansas Razorback football lost 7-3 to to Mississippi State on Saturday. One of the worst games I've ever seen. I had a great day, by the way. Took the fam. Tailgating was fun. Campus was beautiful. Leaves are changing colors. It was a perfect day 
in every which way, except for the actual game by the football team. The performance just inexcusable. So Danino's fired after what? Not even two months into the season on the second go round. That's got to be one of the worst OC hires ever and short runs ever. But at least Pittman sees the writing on the wall there. I don't think he was given much of a choice on that one. And now it'll be Kenny Guyton, your wide receiver coach at Arkansas, as the guy who calls plays for the foreseeable future. And clearly Arkansas internalizing and looking at itself and trying to figure out what the heck the next best move is. Question of the day today, what's the next move for the Hogs? Write it in. Let me know what you think. We'll do some calls in a bit. College football from the weekend. Biggest storylines. Ohio State dominates Penn State. That was not a very competitive football game. What else is new? Penn State is, uh, you know, they're one of those teams. They're a great first half kind of squad every year, but half number two of the season, they fade. Ohio State beats them by eight. You had some narrow victories. OU almost lost to Central Florida, won by two at home. You had uh, a narrow win for Texas at Houston by seven. And how about the uh, the Washington Huskies getting pushed to the wire by a 27-point underdog in Arizona State, but Washington holds on for a 15-7 win, so narrowly averting catastrophe there. Utah wins at USC. Lincoln Riley coming unglued in year two. He just doesn't recruit defensive players. Uh, Florida State blows out Duke. Michigan smashes Michigan State 49-0. SEC Ole Miss over Auburn on the road by a touchdown, 28-20 win. All road wins in the SEC are good. Missouri's apparently kind of good. Eli Drinkwitz. I know we like to take shots and make fun, and he's a quirky, weird guy, but so what? Do you get results or not? Missouri's 7-1, y'all, and they are licking their chops to coming in wreck Thanksgiving weekend in Fayetteville. I really am not interested in watching Arkansas get destroyed by Missouri right now. Um, Alabama-Tennessee was not quite the battle that we thought it would be. Bama comes away with a 34-20 victory. They're ranked 11th headed into the AP poll this week, and what do they do? They come out the other side, top 10, number 9. So Bama creeps into the top 10. Mostly unchanged up top, other than Penn State falling. You're still going to go Georgia and Michigan and Florida State there up at the top of the pops, along with Ohio State. And that sounds like, you know, not a bad four right now. Ohio State and Michigan headed on a collision course here at the end of the year as usual. Um, what else did we have out of the weekend? Anything of note in the college football? Let's keep it moving. Let's do some NFL. I gave you a couple of finals already. The Eagles win the Sunday night game over the Dolphins, 31-17. to Good win for them. Same final score, Chiefs over Chargers. Patty Mahomes spreading the wealth. Four more TDs. This guy's just, uh, he's so good. Broncos win. Tells you how bad the Packers are by two. That game was awful in the late window. Uh, Steelers beat the Rams on the road by seven. Both those teams are not very good. What else? Ravens destroy the 5-1 Lions. How did that happen? 38-6 to there. Giants beat the uh, the Washington Commies 14 to 7. Browns over the Colts by a point late. Some terrible penalty calls. Just soft stuff late in the game. We haven't really gotten into the penalty call on the one play for Arkansas yet, though we did on the post game. And Patriots by a point over the Bills. Tonight, Monday night football. You got Niners and Vikings. San Francisco a seven-point favorite on the road. I think the best team in the NFC, the most complete team. And Minnesota at two and four, trying to play its way back into the fringes of the playoff race. So we will see how that goes. And then there's October. 
And we are almost into the fall classic, almost World Series time. Not quite yet, but almost. The Rangers would not let go of the rope yesterday. Obviously, a you know, a, a disastrous loss for them on Friday where they blow a 4-2 lead in the ninth. Jose Altuve, now three career home runs in the playoffs to win a game ninth or tie a game, winner, winner tie, ninth inning or later. I mean, that is the most all-time. The guy's just a baller. So a 3-2 game headed late yesterday. Texas blows it open with five in the ninth, and they win the game 9-2 to two as they get another good start at a Nathan uh, Eovaldi. Framber Valdez can't quite uh, cut the bacon, and you stack it up, and we got ourselves a game seven coming up here right around the corner. So, um, hey, even Ryan Stanek got in the game for Houston. He gave up a couple runs late. The Razorback connect. Their bullpen got pounded. So we are headed for a game seven. And in the seventh game, we decided this series, Texas and Houston, it feels like it should go to a seventh game, doesn't it? Rangers won the first two. Houston comes back, wins three straight. And now we find ourselves into one game to take the deal to win the series. And that game is coming up tonight. You got yourselves, what a night of baseball here on a Monday. And you got your Monday Night Football, ABC, ESPN, San Francisco, Minnesota. But to me, it's one of the last truly great baseball nights of the year. The World Series will be awesome. I'm not turning up my nose at that. But tonight, you got a game six in the NLCS between Philly and Arizona. Cheesesteak capital of the world is going to be rocking. You know, I've been telling you to ride with the Phils in the playoffs, even though I can't stand them. But man, they have been um, mostly the team of destiny in the National League. Merrill Kelly and Aaron Nola, your pitching matchup, 4 o'clock. On TBS. So we get one more day of afternoon baseball. It's the last time we're going to get one of these because all the World Series start times are in the evening. And then tonight at 7 o'clock at Game 7, Texas at Houston, Max Scherzer to the hill for the Rangers. Man, do they need him to find himself right now. He did not look good in his first appearance back. And supposedly healthy-ish. So, man, could Texas use a good 3-4 innings out of Scherzer tonight before the bullpens take over. Oh, how the baseball conversations changed. It used to be... Man, they need seven or eight innings out of this. Now it's like, if you can get three innings out of your starter, you're in a good place. Um, Scherzer against Christian Javier has been really good for Houston. So TBS, 4 o'clock, Arizona and Philly. Phil's trying to go to the World Series for the second straight year. Again, that's on TBS. And then it's Texas at Houston tonight, 7 o'clock on Fox and Fox Sports 1. Astros, the defending champs, trying to get back in Texas. Trying to get to its first World Series in a decade. I'm fired up for baseball tonight, if you can't tell. Danny Nose fired at Arkansas. Sam Pittman press conference coming up this afternoon. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing a little bit inside of this decision and what went down, and we'll talk some more about that as we work our way through. Question of the day, what is the next move for Arkansas Razorback football? Now that, that Enos is out, What's the next move that you would make if this was in your wheelhouse right now? Follow, listen, watch, subscribe at therealnwajb.com. Podbean Live, YouTube, streaming it live. Good work on the postgame show on, uh, on Saturday night. And, of course, at the website, therealnwajb.com. All right, headlines are in the can. We will take a quick time out. When we come back, lots more conversation on college football. Arkansas going through it. Razorback Football Crisis 2023. We'll talk with Ben Kirchival, our good friend from CBS Sports. Get some of his thoughts on the situation right after this. 
from the Team B Media Studio. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey. Your boy is back, and so is football season. Seven fifty-six. As we barrel through the morning, let's do some headlines. SEC football, biggest win of the weekend, probably Alabama over Tennessee. 34 to 20, but you also had yourself a nice dub for Missouri, who Ben mentioned there in the course of that conversation at seven and one now. Eli Drinkwitz, for all the warts and the issues earlier this year, maybe he is uh, putting together a fantastic type here for the folks in Columbia as they dismantle South Carolina. LSU put 62 on the board against Army. Nobody cared. Did it happen? If nobody cared, it happened. And then. We, uh, we get Arkansas into a bye week after a 7-3 loss to Mississippi State. Danny knows fired as offensive coordinator yesterday afternoon. Our question of the day is up for you bright and early today. What's the next move for Arkansas Razorback football? Danny knows out. What do you do next as you keep this thing moving forward? So we got that going on today on that front. Which basketball. Arkansas played its first legitimate exhibition game. I, can't, I don't count a red-white game as an exhibition. 
this was a legitimate exhibition. Talk about an oxymoron. Against Tyler Community College of Texas. Hawks win 92-39. to And you know what? Not about it being a competitive game. It was more about just being back at Bud Walton Arena, the red-white game at Barnhill, of course. Arkansas in a bunch of threes. Davenport, Pinion, Ellis all stroking from deep. And then you you really take away the big story of the night from an Arkansas Razorback perspective, which is Travon Brazil back in the mix. And after, what, 11 months off with the ACL tear, a first-team All-SEC preseason guy this year, Travon Brazil, who Merrick Musselman said we might not see for a couple weeks into the season. That was kind of a surprising appearance coming in at the 14-minute mark in the first half against Tyler and looking a little rusty. He goes two for seven from the floor, looking at the the box score here again, which I don't spend too much time on at this point in the season. But, hey, it's a box score. Uh, Brazil, you know, gets himself 18 minutes a run, has a nasty dunk in the second half, and I thought defensively looked more comfortable as the basketball game went on. So there's no question that's what that game really was about for Arkansas was Muss glimpsing his team against another team, and Travon Brazil maybe a little bit ahead of schedule, I would say, back on the court again. You know Muss is not putting Brazil in games unless he feels 150% confident in what the doctors and the medical staff and Brazil and everyone's telling him. And Brazil looked pretty good. You know, it's going to take him some time to find his confidence again, to get his groove back, and to fire in all cylinders. But he is the definition of a unicorn type basketball player, right? Like, does everything so well, it's almost impossible. You almost don't even believe it's true. We'll see if he can hit some more jumpers as the season goes on, but Brazil back for Razorback basketball on Friday night at Bud Walton Arena. And we get our first, again, legitimate, this is more than a legitimate exhibition, what a basketball game coming up on Saturday. 3 o'clock, it's a bye week for Arkansas Razorback football, thank goodness. Arkansas will play Purdue in what essentially is a top 10 matchup at Bud Walton Arena at 3 o'clock. They're calling it a charity exhibition game, which won't technically count in the standings, though it should. Arkansas and Purdue, and let's go, baby. I'm ready for hoops. Enough of this football debacle, even though we got to figure some stuff out there, too. But 3 o'clock Saturday, Bud Walton will be rocking. I'm thinking we're going we're gonna to hop on the YouTube live, and I think we'll do a, a short little post-game show there, too. On the house. On a bye week, why not? It's not like we're going to have to worry about a bowl postgame show this year. My goodness. So that's coming up. And there you go. Sam Pippen fires Dan Enos. Arkansas Razorback football using its wide receivers coach, Kenny Guyton, as the play caller the rest of the way. No game this week. Four to go. At Florida, home Auburn, home FIU, home Missouri. Two and six. And it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon. Let's call it good. One hour in. You're at the real NWAJB. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe, as so many of y'all fine folks have already done. Our sports talk show doing it. 7 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday. And then, of course, you got the people's post games. Less than 15 minutes after every Razorback football and basketball game wraps up on Saturdays all season. Strong Monday show. Obviously, a lot of content that's of relevance right now in Razorback land. My goodness. And that's what we are here for, y'all, is to have these chats with you, the people, each and every morning, Monday through Friday, as we have for the better part of the last, what, 
12, 13 years now together. And, of course, uh, a new iteration of the show. But like I say, it's that old school flavor with that new school flow. That's what we're doing here on The Real NWAJB. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., coming at you. Do it. Podbean Live. It's real easy. App Store, click, download, get in a minute or so. Make yourself a quick account name. Follow JB Pop. I mean, three, four minutes of work for free. Awesome local Razorback content. Let's go. The best things in life for free, right? Ish, kind of. All right. Uh, we talked some basketball earlier. Trevon Brazil back on the floor for the Hogs. Hey, if the team had shown up and destroyed Mississippi State, we probably would have talked, uh, talked a lot more basketball today instead. No. Um, it's a football crisis of pretty sizable proportions for the Arkansas Razorback football team. Our question of the day for you this morning, what is next for Arkansas Razorback football? What is the next move? Dan Eno's fired yesterday. Kenny Guyton, your wide receiver coach, now calling plays for the final month of the season. Awesome spots this morning out of Ben Kirchival from CBS Sports, Bobby Swafford from the AAA, and you can get both of those guys, fine fellas, on the complete show playback, which is available on Podbean for 24 hours after each and every show. Um, Eno's fired, so what's the next move? Here's some of your thoughts. Timbo writes in, Juracek does a complete overhaul. Pittman gets a pink slip soon, JB. Very well could be. How about Jared on the Facebook page? Facebook.com slash the real NWAJB. Jared writes, wait for the new head coach to make all of the hires. I mean, yeah, because you hire somebody interim right now. It's not going to last for long. Chris says, if Pittman is let go, if, I'd like to see what Cliff Kingsbury can do. I mean, his connection now is obviously Patrick Mahomes for all time. So you feel like if anybody can fix the quarterback position, it's him. Steven, Pittman should get a chance to get a new offensive lineup only based on how the defensive hire is going. That's one thing today we've not talked a lot about. It's a good point by Steve is that the defense continues to play its guts out. Steve says, also agree with JB totally on attendance. I don't think there were 40,000 people at kick, maybe 55,000 people at the most. Thanks for letting me vent the thoughts and love the show. Keep up the great work. Steven, that's an awesome take out of Steve. Very kind as well. Thank you for the uh, nice things you said there. Tyler writes in, T-Dubs, whatever move that needs to be made, to get the players bought back in. That's the move that we need to make. I don't see any energy out of this team at all right now. Vanessa, Josh, this is so disappointing. I really like Sam Pittman. Thought he was our guy, but it doesn't seem like there's any sense of urgency. That's exactly what's lacking right now. How about Mr. Stash writes in, Tim, says, man, we got to win. That's the next move. Find a way to salvage our reputation and make ourselves a better program by winning another couple of games. That's a pretty mature take there out of Timmy. I expect mature takes out of y'all here in real NWHAB land. Shawnee, go for Josh Heupel uh, from Gus at UCF. They took number six OU to the wire with less talent. You're getting somebody from a good tree of thought offensively with that potential hire. Loxley was Bobby Swafford's guy out of Maryland. Van Kirchival throwing Elko from Duke at you. I mean, I think these are all reasonable names. And to bring it full circle, look, everyone likes to say it's a great hire, a bad hire, this or that, or I was right, you were wrong. Pretty much everyone likes to say those things, right? You, you jump to conclusions when you play that game. One year, two year, three years. You jump to conclusions and you find yourself in a tough spot 
because nobody really knows and nobody knows until, you know, things have played out and they usually don't play out in two or three years. So four or five, six years in, you look at those coaching hires a few years back, Lane Kiffin, killing it at Ole Miss, though he's probably at some point angling here soon for the next job, but he has crushed it there. Eli Drinkwitz, I mean, I don't know if you say he's crushed it at Missouri, but he's 7-1 right now, and he's won more games than Pittman has. Certainly has fared pretty well against Sam Pittman. So Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri doing good things there too. And um, I guess Mike Leach at Mississippi State is no longer really a, a fair conversation, though it looked like things were going pretty okay there for him early on. But Sam Pittman here at Arkansas in year four of that group, um, maybe the guy who's having the, the toughest time making it work out over the long haul. It just has not clicked. It has not clicked. And, uh, and now Arkansas Razorback fans find themselves scrambling for answers, something to hang their hats on to as we head our way into what looks like another coaching search. I mean, it absolutely looks like it's headed that way. To me. And on that note, it just looks like it's going to be a, a different kind of deal moving forward. Let's call it good. Good show today. Strong thoughts across the board. And so many fine folks for the whole real NWHAB crew. I'm Josh Bertaccini. We'll see you tomorrow at 7, my friends.